Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories that caught our eye over the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on August 6th of 2023, Aaron and I truly get the weird job done. We get scared away by the new cigarette warning labels. We celebrate Post Malone's new collectible card. We welcome Taylor Swift to Canada. And we hail the Saskatchewan hailstorm. Let's get into it. Well, if it isn't handsome Aaron Airport, how are you doing today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Uh, Hot, tired from a long drive. I'm actually in Cape Breton right now recording this. I drove here yesterday. That's five hours in a car. Stopped at a McDonald's. They got my order wrong, but I'm keeping it together here. Mm, What did you order? Uh, Well, I say they got my order wrong. It wasn't necessarily their fault. It it had to do with the uh, toys that came inside the Happy Meal. They have Mm. a new line of toys, my kids had specific ones that they wanted. We specifically asked for the cat type squishmallow, but they gave us two of the dog looking thing. Have mm. you contacted the Better Business Bureau and <laughs> filed a complaint? I'm going to do that today. Once I get, once I figure out how to connect with them, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. That's okay. on my to do list today. Yeah, um, and they're open Sundays, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but what's new with you? You say you're doing good. Why? What's What's making things oh, good? Oh, well, you know, sh- should things be bad? Is that what you're suggesting? Huh. That's, yeah, it's a good point. You know, you just made me think about it. Yeah. Why should it be yeah. good? It should be, why should it be bad, right? Good should be the baseline. Yeah, no, it is the baseline and, and, and hopefully it is. I mean, maybe not for everyone. I don't know. Okay. But it's just, you know, it's a nice, normal day and yeah that's all i can say about it i'm so i'm feeling good okay before we get into the show tonight because we are going to keep canada weird by seeking out highlighting discussing sometimes rolling our eyes at the weird stories that took place in canada but before we get to that i have a listener a piece of listener mail you may recall we heard from jake a listener from germany uh jake heard our prior episode where we talked a little bit about Donaires, we explained what they are, and we did that in the context of the dinner, of the Donair costume. I thought people in Germany wouldn't know what Donaires were. I thought they were a pretty like kind of East Coast Canadian thing. Jake knows more about Donaires than we do. Wow. Okay. Listen to this. Hey guys, um, it's your one listener from Germany speaking. Um, I am shocked that you call it Donair. Uh, here in Germany, it's called Döner. Just um also where it comes from uh doner it's uh doner kebab or doner kebab doner kebab i guess it's from turkey well now turkey i think it 
it was like even older um and usually it's also not wrapped in a pide or pita or what you call it in english but um <clears throat> it's actually in a big bun so it's much easier to eat but yeah uh, it comes from turkey y'all and it's super popular here in germany too um you can get it anywhere you want um but while i'm actually calling in or leaving your voice messages because i am shocked that i've never heard of ketchup chips and i would do anything anything to get a taste so uh if you'd be willing to send them all the way to germany uh let me know and i'll send you guys an email keep canada weird bye bye when someone says they will do anything for something yeah. that's kind of like it's suggestive is there any time is there ever a situation where you would say no to that yeah i mean it, uh, i don't know it depends on who's saying it okay but if it was jake from germany well jake's pretty far away so i don't know if jake can do anything okay this is getting weird are we let, let me just say this are we sending jake chips yeah of course we gotta okay. send jake chips okay. yes and do anything we'll make it easy what we want is a, a review from a german point of view of what ketchup chips are like maybe we'll even throw some other canadian treats in there yeah so so once you taste the chips obviously leave another voicemail and yeah tell us how it went we want to hear perfect that's easy that's simple mm -hmm. we got to get to the stories though we're here to keep canada weird uh Oddly enough, in kind of a stroke of coincidence, uh, a sort of, um, what's it called when the moon be goes behind the sun or whatever? This in an front eclipse. Of, like an eclipse of Canadian stories. Last week, there's no secret that you were a little on edge. You were short in patience. And when confronted by it, you blamed it on quitting smoking and stepping away mm -hmm. from the addiction. Coincidentally, yeah. uh, this one of the stories that I found this week relates to a new Health Canada regulation that came effect just this this past Tuesday that aims to prevent smoking. So uh, people in Canada, even if you don't smoke, you would have seen on a cigarette pack, there's usually like uh, the majority of the pack is like labels where it'll be like a picture of someone in a hospital bed and it'll say, you know, smoking causes cancer or something like that. Um, it's been that way for a long time, but they have a new strategy to curb smoking. Listen to this, and I'm, I'm curious if this is something that would help someone like you who's trying to step away from it. Listen to this story. There's poison in every puff. That message is set to become even harder to ignore for the millions of Canadians still inhaling the deadly addiction. This is a good news story. We don't have too many of them in this field. Health Canada's new regulation is now in effect. By April 2025, all individual cigarettes will have a written warning in English and French of the life-threatening ailments from smoking. The hope is that Canadians will butt out, though some smokers aren't so sure. If you smoke already, you're still going to smoke, right? You don't think it's going to deter? No, no, I don't think so. Canada is the first country in the world to roll out the new requirement. The country has set a goal of reducing the number of smokers across the nation to less than 5% by 2035. As of 2020, 13% of Canadians aged 15 and older smoked cigarettes. Other countries are taking even bolder steps. This year, New Zealand banned the sale of tobacco to anyone born in 2009 or after. The new messaging will appear on each of the more than 20 billion cigarettes sold across the country each year. Smoking remains to be the leading cause of preventable disease and death in Canada.
So yeah, in short, the the warning won't just be on the package. Each individual c- cigarette, like down the side of the cigarette, on one mm-hmm. on one side in English, the other side in French, will have a warning such as cigarettes can cause impotence. Uh, you know, every puff has poison. Blah blah blah. So it, like, I feel like when I was a kid, and we in myself and everyone else kind of started smoking back in the 90s it like it looked cool it doesn't look mm-hmm. that cool if the cigarette has like in this bold font you know stuff about impotence yeah no that's it definitely takes down the cool factor a little bit but smoking hasn't really looked cool anymore anyway mm-hmm. it's not like it, yeah in the 80s and 90s you know, if you saw someone smoking, be like, "Ah, oh, that's cool. I'd I'd like to, you know, look like that." You know, and all this look cool. All the celebrities did it. Like you'd see, like Guns and Roses, mm-hmm. like their photo on the front of a magazine. They all had cigarettes. Kurt Cobain was smoking. The TV yeah. shows, even like kids' TV shows, would have like people smoking. My parents yeah, were smoking the it car. Was all with bets me. were off when it came to cigarettes back then. Like, and you could smoke everywhere. Like in the eighties. And and long before that too, you could smoke everywhere. You know, now you can't smoke anywhere. It's mm-hmm. it's really the kind of thing that you it it has been segregated to the point where you feel ashamed, you feel gross when you do it. Mm. You feel like people are judging you. Um, that stigma be. has really has really been applied with great effort by the Canadian government. Mm. Um, the thing about cigarettes though, is it's one of the most addictive things that you can do. Um, they say it's even more addictive than, you know, hard drugs and, Mm. uh, and alcohol and everything. Uh, it's harder to quit. And, um, any of these labels don't get anybody to quit. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. That was going to be uh, one of my question. Will this stop people from starting? I, I don't know if there's anyone who's smoking right now that doesn't realize it's harmful and can cause diseases or whatever. Like having it actually on the cigarette, it just seems like um, you're just kind of beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having it on the cigarette too, it makes me wonder, does, doesn't that make the cigarette even worse for you? Because now there's more ink. <laughs> little ink in there with a <laughs> bunch of car- uh, carcinogenic like oils in that ink. Yeah, like God knows what's in that ink that they're putting on the the, the, the the cigarette paper to, to brand it in that way. So you're putting even more toxins now into your lungs. Yeah, but the ink lobby got it in there. They've like strong armed the Canadian government. Yeah, uh, it, it mentioned during that article. Uh, I think it was Australia are banning the sale of cigarettes to people born after a certain year. Like they're basically cutting people off. Like if you smoke, you're grandfathered in. You can buy them, but you know anyone else, you no know, start go to another country to start. That's kind of wild. And that's an interesting approach it, to it, though. Oh, it totally is. Imagine being like. Yeah. I don't know, 30 something and you're not allowed to buy cigarettes. So you're like hanging outside the convenience store asking 40 and 50 year olds to buy you cigarettes when they get in there. That kind of, yeah. those kind of scenes would play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what about this? Just in terms of the numbers, you talked about how nowadays like smoking isn't as cool or whatever and not as many people starting. Of course, there's less smokers, but I didn't realize it was this dramatic. In When I was born and when you were one year old, in 1981, 40% of Canadians over 15 years old smoked. So almost half of the people. Today, the not only 40-ish years later, that number's just at about 
they want to get it down to 5% yeah. in the next 10 years. But, you know, that's a pretty sizable decrease. And you're talking about that percentage of the Canadian population. I mean, it's the thing that really works is the cost of cigarettes, you like know, raising them. Yeah. Like raising the cost of cigarettes. I mean, they should really just get rid of them. It's, 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 it's a extremely unhealthy thing to do. Uh, they should slowly get rid of cigarettes and slowly wean. But I mean, the tobacco companies would never allow that. You know, they have very powerful lobbying abilities to be able to keep cigarettes on the market. It makes zero sense that you can buy cigarettes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense at all. But um, yet they're still readily available. But they have, you know, raised the prices of them over the years. When I was in high school you could buy cigarettes for four dollars a pack now they're 21. really i couldn't imagine spending that kind of money but people do it lots of people do it oh yeah yeah it's a thing yeah it's not going anywhere well uh i wanted to put that story of the new cigarette warnings right up the front because it's very directly calling back to last week's uh discussion but let's move on to the other interesting unique odd and maybe very important Canadian stories uh, that we want to get into. This week's episode, other than cigarette warnings, we're talking about Taylor Swift coming to Canada. We'll hear about Post Malone's very expensive and very nerdy collectible cards. And then we'll hear the story of how all hail broke loose in Saskatchewan. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where do you want to start with this? Let's start with Post Malone. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And this mm. this is a cool story because I too am sort of into collectible cards. Um, through the context of my kids, uh, the the card that the cards that Post Malone is into are Magic the Gathering, which is like a card game where you can buy packs of collectible cards to go along with this game. My kids are into Pokemon cards, and I'm sure a lot of people listening either have kids or they themselves or have a sibling that are into Pokemon cards. And they realize that collectible cards right now in 2023 is big business akin to in the late eighties, when we were all into hockey and baseball and basketball and football cards, the kind of sporting cards aren't as popular. Nowadays, it's more the collectible card games associated with like magic, the gathering or Pokemon. Uh, but as far as how valuable they are and how collectible they are and why a huge celebrity like Post Malone would be involved in a story like this. We're going to, I'm going to tell you that story through the context of Brooke Trafton, 
who's a 37-year-old retail worker in Toronto who had been living paycheck to paycheck until now. A Brooke won a sort of nerdy lottery by finding a one-of-a-kind Lord of the Rings-themed Magic the Gathering card in a pack. And when I say one of a kind, it was literally they made this one unique card and, and put it somewhere in the you know billion packs they sell. This Canadian was lucky enough to pull it from the pack and the rest is history. Listen to this. Okay. This is when Brooke Trafton's dreams came true. Meeting his idol Post Malone, who made him $2.7 million richer. It wasn't even a plan to like even try and sell it to him it was just to, to meet him like hey like i want you to see this and appreciate it just like as much as i do because i knew he would and it escalated really quickly <laughs> trafton sold his one ring card to the singer which is so rare only one exists created for fantasy game magic the gathering it's part of a collection celebrating the lord of the rings series of novels he came across it in one of three boxes he bought at a Toronto store in June. I knew instantly, like, this was something special uh -huh. and this was something life-changing. I, I, I put it down, I took a picture, and then I'm like, okay, it needs to be in a sleeve. So I put it in a sleeve and then I, I took the video. Wow. I was shaking. I still am shaking. At least two companies offered seven-figure bounties for the card, setting off a worldwide hunt. It's really like winning the lottery. Everybody was chasing this card, and even people that weren't necessarily into Magic the Gathering, the hype was there, so people that were into sports cards or Pokemon cards, everyone kind of got into the craze to chase this card. A card that has changed Trafton's life, but not the day-to-day. -day. He is still working as a cashier and forklift driver, grateful to be bestowed the power of the ring. I think either you or I deserve that card. Yeah, uh, more me, but yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine buying like, a, I don't know, a $7 pack of cards and ending up with a $2.7 million prize? Mm -hmm. I guess it's just like winning a lottery. It just, it seems different when it's a collectible card. Yeah, I remember collecting baseball cards and hockey cards when I was a kid. And you're always, when you opened that pack of upper decker uh tops. you know baseball or tops baseball OBG. cards yeah yeah you're hoping for that rare you know diamond that you were going to find um that was gonna you know make you rich beyond your wildest dreams mm -hmm. even though baseball cards were a complete scam back then <laughs> i'm sure the magic the gathering cards for the most part are but it it just so worked out that this guy pulled that card or found, got that card in a pack and mm -hmm. he and i guess post malone is like of, of course if, if people don't know who we're talking about he's just like a famous singer pop star kind of rapper kind of guy and he has been public for being like really into magic the gathering so when this uh when this guy got this card i think he probably thought i'm a huge fan of post malone it's a super rare card maybe this is my opportunity to meet him mm -hmm. post malone comes over to see the card and very quickly it escalates to to posty they call him offering him two million dollars american for the card which i guess translates to 2.7 canadian i think that makes sense for the sake of ignorance let's just say yeah yeah but could you imagine like that that's a wild story and for buddy to still be working it says he's still working as a cashier in a forklift offer operator if you gave me two million dollars today no one would ever hear from me again unless i wanted to, to be in touch with them and certainly it wouldn't be like an employer 
Well, it's smart to keep working for him to make that decision because 2.7 million, like if he's 37 now, he's mm-hmm. going to run out even if he's investing that. You think? Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, he could do it. You could, but you'd have to, you'd have to live pretty frugally. And uh, if you were going to, if you were going to retire at 37 and you have $2.7 million, you got to be very strategic and very mm. careful about how you spend your money. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he's smart to kind of let it make, he's going to make him more money if he invests the entire 2.7 and let it grow as opposed to taking a bunch of it out and living off of it now and only being able to invest some of it. Mm. Um, Yeah. So that way when he's 50, he's like, okay, you know, I'm good. Okay. That makes sense. I I will be one of those people that would have, you know, I'd be one of those like uh, loser stories where it's like, he used to have $2.7 million and he blew it all in 10 years. Now he's working Mm -hmm. at the, you know, the grocery stores again. He's he lost behind the forklift and he's lost his seniority. <laughs> yeah. He quit his podcast. He quit keep Canada weird and mm-hmm. epic fashion completely burnt his bridge with handsome Aaron airport. Now it's, and now it's Aaron and Randy Canadian yeah, icons. Yeah. yeah. And he's just and, some guy who had $2.7 million and then lost his house and his family. Yeah. It's now called keep Canada. Randy. <laughs> uh, well, I hope post Malone, um, is happy with that card paying 2 million bucks for a card uh, to you or I seems wild, but for post Malone, I have a feeling $2 million isn't that big of a deal to that guy. Yeah. It's just so interesting how a card can be worth $2.7 million to somebody mm-hmm. like you wouldn't pay 2.7 million for that. No, even but if it, you had it right No, Well, but if you look at what he, how much money he has, and what 2 million of that is versus how much I have and you know, what mm. my equivalent would be. I pay, I, you know, I collect like vintage uh, GI Joe figures and I've spent $80 on a GI Joe figure, which a lot of people be like, what $80 for that little toy, but $80 compared to my bank account is probably 2.7 million compared to whatever's in post Malone's bank account. For sure. It just goes to show how much perspective comes into play into the value of something mm. whereas like something like gold is valuable to everybody mm-hmm. whereas a lord of the ring card is only valuable to a handful of people yeah and like it said in that article the guy who got the card brooke he had multiple people or multiple companies offering large amounts of money um uh, to, to buy the card or, or as a bounty for whoever got the card but when you find someone who has the money and really wants the card, you know, the value all of a sudden is kind of irrelevant because it's, it's something is only worth what someone's going to pay for it. And if Mm -hmm. you have something that someone like Post Malone wants, it's worth a whole lot more money than if Post Malone didn't want it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the perfect person to want to buy this card off of you uh, Mm -hmm. because he's rich and he's a nerd. That's a great uh, end to that. Let's talk about something else. We've, we've been through cards enough. Uh, I, I just want to tell you a quick little story here about Tim Hortons. We like to visit this topic often, so let's just be quick with mm-hmm. this. Uh, Tim Hortons, they have two things in the works right now. Uh, one I'm looking into, I'll save that for last, but what 
I know a bit more about is they have a floating Tim Hortons restaurant. Uh, let's read you a, a short thing here is uh, Tim Hortons is unveiling a new type of drive through this long weekend. Tim Hortons announced this past Thursday its first ever boat through. It will be setting sail this Saturday, serving a selection of beverages for a limited time to paddlers on the water. The aquatic drive through will dock up at the Beacon Marina in Cesera, Ontario, just minutes from Port Perry for the August long weekend. So it's it's basically like a little floating Tim Hortons and people out on the water can just pull up and grab a drink. Yeah. So my question for you is, is that stupid? It's terrifying. Oh. I find it scary because now we all, a lot of us uh, complain, certainly not the brainwashed, but the unbrainwashed, the realizers. The ones who are awake. The ones who are awake. Uh, we find it uh, disturbing the amount of Canadian real estate that the Tim Hortons company takes up. Mm -hmm. So every street corner, it seems like in Canada, there is a Tim Hortons mm -hmm. uh, and you can't escape them. Mm -hmm. And you would think that at least the waters would be safe. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are some places still left in Canada that you can go where you can escape Tim Hortons. And now <gasps> Tim Hortons is coming after those pristine places. Mm. So just when you thought the view on your lake was beautiful or, you know, your oceanfront property is pristine and the view is gorgeous and it's so peaceful and oh my god there's a tim hortons floating by and there's <laughs> there's some guy in a hawaiian shirt some customer whose order was wrong and he's screaming at the teller <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's funny how all the various stories we talk about come together but this isn't unlike dj marty mcfly who's mixing beats as he drives through the park uh, Tim Hortons out on the water. Yeah. It's uh, not all that different. It is scary. But here's something else that's scary. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this yet because I only found out about it this morning. I went through a Tim Hortons drive through this morning doing research and the ad that popped up on there, like, here's another thing. You know, menus used to just be this big thing that had all the products and pricing, but now it's like a movie that plays. And before you can order, you got to watch it like the movie cycle through a couple times. That drives me nuts. But as hey. the, the menu movie was cycling through, a full screen ad on the Tim Hortons menu said, introducing Tim Hortons credit card powered by Tim's financial, rewarding your everyday purchases. You can earn Tim rewards point. You can order, you can earn Tim rewards points everywhere you shop. So it's basically a Tim Hortons credit card. And if you use it, instead of like Aeroplan or whatever, or giving you points, you can order points to cash in towards Tim Hortons products. And it's powered yeah. by Tim's Financial. What the hell is that? Please, nobody sign up for this. For the love <laughs> of God, you know, you'll... If the car, if they can't make a good cup of coffee, imagine the interest rate they're going to charge you <laughs> on a credit card. <laughs> that's, that's a perfect uh, reason not to go there and or or trust them with your credit i don't even want to talk about it anymore i don't want to give them the pleasure just like oh, the tim hortons gosh. credit card has finally come to to canada someone else has come to canada but i think this is someone that canada has welcomed with open arms we talked in the past about how tay tay taylor swift t swift had uh, announced all the locations for her eras tour and sadly Canada was left out and that caused a little bit of political infighting. However, 
It's all behind us now. Taylor Swift has announced an extension on her hugely popular Eras tour, and that extension includes a stop in Canada. In fact, one stop, but six shows. She's going to be playing six shows in Toronto at the Rogers Center. What was once a controversial void in a blockbuster world tour has now been filled. I think it's awesome. <laughs> we've been waiting, we've been waiting so long to see if she's gonna come and finally. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour will touch down on Canadian soil November 2024, where she'll perform a jaw-dropping half dozen shows in Toronto. The superstar is sharing the announcement on social media posting, turns out it's not the end of an era. Doing six nights in Toronto is going to guarantee six nights of tourism in Toronto, and I think that is a really positive thing for, for Canada right now. Swift show is promised to be a destination event, a welcome mega attraction according to those closely watching the tourism industry in the country's largest city. Urban destinations were slower to recover from the pandemic. A show like this will drive millions of dollars into the economy, there's no question about it. I'm excited. But he's already in the queue for tickets. For Canadians still feeling snubbed by Swift, who's chosen Toronto as her only stop in the country. This lyric from the singer may help ease any bad blood. Adrian Gobriel, CTV News, Toronto. So I think that's for a lot of people a good news story, but it's interesting how the Taylor Swift team is doing it to have six concerts at the same location. It Basically, it ends up being, and this is in November of 2024, they play or she performs the 14th, 15th, and 16th of November, has a short break, and then does three more shows, November 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Why do you think that this is the, the route they decided to take with coming to Canada? What benefit is it to do it this way? I think it's, it's a financial decision in terms of how much it would cost to go to other parts of Canada. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't make sense for them logistically i don't think yeah to set up and tear down in six separate cities yeah a massive a massive stadium show like this is very expensive to move around there's a lot of bodies there's a lot of equipment uh you, you just can't say oh yeah well why don't you come to all the other cities in canada you know instead of just doing six shows here why don't you do one in toronto one in edmonton one in halifax you know but to them every time they move that show it gets more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the reason that they didn't originally plan to come to Canada. Canada is a big land and there's a lot of space in between those cities. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, they want to kind of be strategic in where they book these shows at so that mm -hmm. they can make as much money as possible. Yeah. And, and I think it makes sense because I think like, just like you said, I think the part of the reason why this, why Canada was left out of the tour originally was there probably was only going to be three or four shows spread out across the country where you can just set up in Toronto and leave everything in the venue, uh, build it once, take it down once. And it's not like all six shows aren't going to be sold out. Like it's going to be like ticket prices. Like these will sell out immediately. Apparently mm -hmm. hotels are already hard to book that weekend over well, a year already. Away. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Oh, uh... I, and I say that weekend, this is like a week of economic boom for toronto it's probably not unlike if the olympics had a setup in toronto with the you know the economic impact on the city it's amazing how massive taylor swift is mm -hmm. and like this has got to be i think i read this that it was the the 
largest grossing uh, music tour of all time, isn't it? I believe. Well, I think her last tour, didn't she like shut down Ticketmaster? Maybe that was this tour. That was like, when was... this tour went first went on sale. Yeah, the Ticketmaster had like it basically had broke shut down. Yeah, yeah, like broke the internet. And it's you know this these concerts in in Canada, despite it being six shows in the same city, you know, good luck getting airfare to Toronto or a hotel room in Toronto that entire week, let alone a taxi cab or reservations at a restaurant or any number of things, the entire city will be gridlock for Yeah, which is unfortunate for people who have things already planned for that weekend that are, yeah. now I've got to book everything now and try to get everything finished now so that I'm actually able to do it. Yeah, like sucks for the people who had been planning a conference for that week, you know, in downtown yeah. Toronto. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's going to be wild. I, You know, would you want to go? I'll just say, I would like to go. I'm not like a huge fan of Taylor Swift, but you know, it's going to be a wild time. I would like to go there just to stand in Toronto and see the craziness. I would like, I would go if somebody gave me tickets and paid my way. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I would take the time to go. I, I enjoy Taylor Swift enough that I would go, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, max out my Tim Hortons credit card to go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a great show. You know, she's not uh, the, uh, the kind of show that Taylor Swift would put on isn't like her walking on stage with a microphone. This would be like world class production of every aspect of the show. I'm sure it would be an, a great show to see. But I I think I've heard numbers of anywhere from like two grand up to like seven or eight grand for tickets. So I have a feeling uh, we don't need to hold our breath. We likely won't be seeing Taylor Swift in November of 2024. No, no. Unless she does something weird while in Canada. Mm -hmm. And we have her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. We may, like, if we decide to have her on the show, then, and there's a good reason to, then she yeah, will. Yeah, there has to make sense for us. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I see why she'd want to be on the show. Yeah, but we're not here to advertise for Taylor Swift. If she yeah, wants to come, it, like, mandates, you, you know. she wants to come on and talk about the concert. No, no, no. She has to do something weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll, then we'll talk about it. Well, it's good that you put that out there. That'll probably save us from getting an email or two from yeah. some manager. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We talked about how Tim Hortons often gets orders wrong and suck at coffee, so why would they be any good at banking? Well, we have another story that involves banking, except this one's altogether different. This is another in our series of uh, our series of awareness pieces on scams targeting Canadian seniors. But this one I'm not so sure about. This is I don't know if it's a scam, but this involves a Mississauga, Ontario woman who lost $500 after sending an e-transfer to a loved one. Uh, she spoke to the media and gets into what happened and what kind of support the bank had given her. Listen to this story and let's see what side of this we come down on. 
Sending e-transfers is almost the same as sending cash, so you have to triple check where the money is going. When a woman sent $500 to an aunt to buy an airline ticket, she sent it to the wrong phone number, and now the money is gone. We found out that I forgot to change the number, and she didn't yet receive the money. Rowena Juvenal of Mississauga wanted to help her aunt buy a plane ticket to visit the Philippines and send her $500 by e-transfer. When you use an e-transfer, you can send it to an email or mobile phone number. Juvenal sent it to her aunt's cell number and it was auto-deposited. But her aunt didn't receive the money and Juvenal found out she had changed her phone number. So the $500 went to whoever had her aunt's old number. They said they, can, they couldn't do anything anymore because it's already deposited into the telephone owner's uh, number. Interact says in 2022, there were over 1 billion e-transfers in Canada with very few problems. But if you send money to the wrong recipient, it's like you sent cash and it's difficult to get it back. They, they try their hardest at stopping and, you know, holding the funds. But it's, it's usually not possible because, you know, someone received 500 bucks in. They took off with it. When sending e-transfers, the customer should check information is correct, that it's an accurate email address or phone number, include an effective security question with passwords something only the recipient knows. Interact also recommends setting up auto-deposit, which is now used in 60% of all e-transfers. Just because you have assurance where the money's ending up, you can see the name and the account, the beneficiary or the recipient doesn't have to click on anything to deposit money. It's deposited automatically. If you have a problem with an e-transfer, Interact says you should deal with your bank to see if the funds can be recovered. Juvenile is with TD and CTV News asked the bank to review her case. When they did, they refunded her $500, which was great news for her. I feel so happy. I am thankful that you helped me to get it back. <laughs> Thank you very much, CTV News. And if you're new to using e-transfers, take your time to carefully check the information before hitting send. And even if you've sent money to the same person before, double check their phone number or email address hasn't changed. First things first, I didn't know you could even send an e-transfer via text message. I thought it had to be email. No, no, you can send it uh, via text. Yeah, it's it's pretty convenient. It's the same thing. You're just, you know, if you have that phone number set up for auto deposit, you know, you, it'll just automatically deposit in there or you go through the same process as you do with an email, answer security questions, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I kind of set that up as if like maybe it was a story of a senior being scammed. But in listening to the article, the to the news piece again, I guess it's not a scam. It's just maybe a cautionary tale to be careful when you're e-transferring or email or when you're if you're text messaging or emailing an e-transfer to someone because if it goes in their account it's their money i guess well not really well if it, let's just say money shows up in your bank account if you have like auto deposit or whatever would you even know it's in there without like looking through your funds or whatever your bank you get a notification when i get an auto deposit i get an email that says you just received an auto deposit from so and so for this amount of money mm -hmm. and it's been automatically deposited into your account um if it was but it is your responsibility that if you receive money that you're not supposed to receive you're not supposed to just keep it 
Yeah, it's not yours to keep. I would um, I would see no that matter e who sends it to you. I would see that email saying like you've received whatever money. If I wasn't expecting one, I just like oh, there's a scam email and just delete it. I hardly check my good emails, let alone like weird things like that. I'm not expecting. I guess yeah. if that person had called the bank and said, you know, here's what happened. I sent it to the wrong money person and it got in their account. And then the bank called me. I'd be like, oh, my God, like, yeah take the money back. But if I saw that happen, I wouldn't like contact the bank and seek it out and try to return it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, this story, um, I'm surprised it's even a story. It's, it is what I, what we call a slow news day story, a slow news day story. Yeah. So I think it's one where the bank or not, sorry, not the bank, the news outlet, it was CTV. I think they were really proud of themselves for calling the bank and the bank being like, oh, we don't want to be on the news. Let's just give her the $500 to like to not look bad on TV. And I think the reporter was probably proud they got her money back. And that's why they end it with, you know, and we got her money back. And she's like, thank you, CTV, for doing that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe the article should have been called like, um, Canadian has dispute with bank. Bank won't do anything for her. However, when we call them and say we're going to put it on the news, they give her $500 to avoid the bad press. Why do yeah, banks do that? You know, that would be a better story. Because it's, it's, I mean, the bank always can do what they say they can't do. Yeah. When uh, the, but it, they just don't want to do it. So often these, reason. yeah, these consumer report kind of articles or whatever that every news outlet does, they often end with, and when we called them, they agreed to, you know, whatever. It just seems like the unofficial escalation process for most banks and large companies is like, you know, you talk to this person, you escalate it here, you have them review it. If none of that works, you go to the media and then they will review it again. Like, it seems mm. like that's a step in the process for disputing things in Canada. Yeah, because when you originally call into customer service, you're getting the frontline employee who is just following the book, mm-hmm. you know, by its. But then if you actually escalate it and, you know, say you go to Consumer Affairs or you go to CTV News or whoever, and then you get the right person on the phone. Like, yeah, we can reverse it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wonder if they reversed it or if they just gave her $500. I think they probably just gave her 500 bucks. I, think I mean, the other... I know they can reverse it because, you know, with, with my job, we've had things reversed. Mm-hmm. Now there's certain conditions that have to be met, but they can do it. They can just reverse something. Yeah. I just, for whatever reason, and, and I'm sure if you worked higher up in a bank, you would have the answer. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, you and I don't, Yeah. but um, there are reasons they don't do it, but they can. Yeah. They probably just don't want to make it easy. They don't want to be like fixing everyone's mistakes. And they, and would they probably... probably deal with a lot of people who say that they weren't supposed to give them that money when, you know, they, they get, it gets into gray areas mm-hmm. of, of their word against yours. And um, so yeah. they probably don't like to get into that. So it's kind of a blanket rule of, no, we won't, but uh, my, can. My money is on both parties got $500 in this situation. The bank paid out to uh, just like how Post Malone can buy a $2.7 million card on a whim, a bank paying her $500 to avoid a bit more bad press, I think is just pennies. I think they both got $500. That's my my theory with this one. Uh, And I agree with you. I think it's also a slow news day story. And that's why this is on the news. Mm hmm. Um, 
You know what some slow news day stories are though? Not not always are they consumer affairs. Sometimes it's just about weather. I don't know what it is. People enjoy talking to each other about weather. If I run into someone- Well, it's the one thing everyone has in common. Is that why it is? Because people often, I do it too. I'm somewhere, if I'm in a lineup, let's say somewhere and someone makes small talk with me, that small talk's usually like, yeah, it is a beautiful day. It rained the other day. We needed that rain. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. windy. Then did you hear the thunder? I couldn't believe the thunder. You know, that these sorts yeah. of things that we all have those conversations. So I can see that when it's kind of a slow news day, if any interesting weather thing happens, it becomes news. And well, the weather thing is it's such a stupid thing too, because we're I'm telling you something you already know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're like, like it, I run into you at the grocery store, like, boy, it's hot out today, or oh my God, I can't can you believe this rain? It's like, yeah, I know. I'm in the same rain as you. <laughs> Uh, there's a story I want to get into, and I don't know how I want to set this up because there's been a lot of weather-related discussions on this show. We talked about the fires in Nova Scotia, the flooding in Nova Scotia. We recently talked about a hailstorm in Ottawa, I believe we got into. Uh, There's been yet another bizarre weather event. This is a hailstorm that just happened last week in Saskatchewan. But before I play the clip, I just want to say, like, there's there's weird weather things happening on a more frequent basis than I ever would have remembered. So we we just set up like, you know, these boring weather talks. Let's just have a quick one here. Is okay. it me or is the weather nuts? Oh, here in Nova Scotia, it's nuts. Yeah, it's but is it something like, you know, we we review the animal uprising. We've been keeping an eye on teenagers who are misbehaving in bizarre mm-hmm. ways. I don't know if the weather is something like that, but it's something I think we should at least keep our attention towards. Yeah, no, the weather, we're getting into uh, global boiling or whatever the new phrase is now. And Yeah, what is that? I hear global boiling. What does that mean? Do you know? It means we're in it now. It was, it was before we were, it was warming. Now oh. it's been warm. We're at the boiling point. Oh man, that's scary. Yeah. Okay. I've heard global boiling. I didn't get it. Oh yeah. So it's like there was global warming. The water is now boiling and we're in that soup. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, global boiling just showed its ugly head in Saskatchewan. Uh, I love this story as far as the news. I don't love the hail storm, but I love the way this story is told. Listen to this. Some residents in the Prince Albert area are busy with cleanup efforts after a powerful hailstorm swept through Monday night. CTV's Stacey Hine now on the aftermath from hailstones larger than golf balls. Pretty scary, but it wasn't that scary. Ronald Wadidika was in his truck just steps from his home when an intense hailstorm hit Wapaton, Dakota Nation Monday night. My door was right there, but I was to get hit on the head by one of these things. So. The hailstones were larger than a golf ball, damaging his windshield in three areas. But when it hit, it kind of all shattered to little pieces. And he's not the only one. These vehicles were also hit. And for Wapaton resident Carmen Foster, even breaking her sunroof. A golf course just north of Prince Albert was also hit hard. Couldn't believe what was coming down. You couldn't see across the driveway. Even closing the course Tuesday morning to pick up fallen leaves and repair the greens. Oh, the greens got pelted pretty hard. I worked, we were, I worked on them all day yesterday, you know, and they're still rough, but it's a work in progress and takes a week or so to get them back. So. 
Environment Canada classifies it as severe, recording hailstones as large as 45 millimeters. This one was considered a severe storm because of the size of the hail that came out of it. So we consider a severe thunderstorm to have hail any greater than nickel-sized or 20 millimeters or greater. Mauti advises the public to keep up to date on weather watches and warnings and says if there's a hailstorm, seek shelter immediately. Stacy Hine, CTV News, Wapaton, Dakota Nation. Some pretty brutal hail, but I think who stole the show is the guy at the beginning. He's like, this is scary. Not that scary. Not that, that scary. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's, it, he's, yeah, I feel like just they, had to show how tough he is. Yeah, well, he also had like a kind of a security jacket on. His jacket said like security. Yeah, uh, I feel like the reporter was trying to coax him into like they were trying to put words in his mouth to be like, I was terrified. I thought I was gonna mm. die. Yeah, he he kind of went halfway. He's like, it was scary, but not that scary. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it's it's one of those macho kind of mentalities of. Uh, I'm not scared, even though I am actually scared. <laughs> mm, do you think he was just kind of like, uh, um, yeah, it's just a thing, especially down. that generation. I don't know. They just don't like to wear their emotions on their sleeve too mm -hmm. much. Maybe. Yeah. He reminded me of my dad a little bit. Like my dad's a type, like his leg would have to be falling off before he went to a doctor, you know, that sort of guy. Yeah. Just... Yeah. That's just with, with, with men that age, I find, not to generalize anybody, but I'm going to generalize people here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, men that age, you know, in their 60s, 70s, um, they just come from a certain mindset that you can't show your feelings at all. Can't show it. You have to have steady at all times. Always steer in the course, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we, you and I, we, we express our emotions more than that, don't you think? Yeah, I, if I'm feeling something. Do you? Do you? Yeah, if yeah, I'm feeling you something, know. you're going to be the first to know if I'm feeling something. And you've come to me many times uh, when mm -hmm. you felt like it was too much on your shoulders, too much on your back. Uh, people have been judging you. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I hear from you. And we have those kind of conversations, you and I. We do, and we're happy to have them with each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, we've had them on the show a few times. We, we I, I stood by you during uh, Aaron Gate, criti Criticism That's right. Gate. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. this, this guy in that news report, I don't know if he would have been able to let, let it, like, put out there what he's feeling. And if, and if you didn't have that conversation with me and lay it on the line, I, I think you would have walked away from the show. So I think you're better for mm -hmm. it. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's how constructive emotion sharing can be. I'm glad we. Well, and this. and speaking of hail, um, you know, golf golf ball sized hail, yeah, it's it's scary. Man, it would be so scary. Those are blobby. Actually, I, I mentioned hail. I think it was when I was preparing for the show. I mentioned hail around my five year old, and he didn't know what it was. He said, "What's hail?" And I explained to him, I was like, it's like, you know, uh, rain, but the rain froze. And he's like, so it, it falls down like ice. And he's like, oh, like snow. And I'm like, not like snow. Like it's not soft and puffy. It's like little balls, like little ice cubes, little tiny ones. Mm -hmm. But in some cases they can be really big, like the size of golf balls. And my son was like, what? Like he was scared. Like what the hell that can happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the very pea size kind of hail. Well, a pea-sized pea, the, pea, the vegetable, not yeah. You know. 
Yeah, a piece pea sized hail would be big hail in Nova Scotia. I've seen it as big as say marbles, like small, like like well, a peas marble. are smaller than marbles. Yeah, yeah, Man. but but peas would be big hail. The biggest I've ever seen in Nova Scotia was like marble. Oh, the biggest sized. you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But but regular hail is like little dots. Peas would be very bad hail. The largest ever I've seen in Nova Scotia is marbles, but that was beyond big hail. Golf yeah. balls, I've never seen anything like that. That would be I think that would be terrifying. The sound of that hitting your roof and hitting your car and just hitting the ground. And if you got caught outside in it, you're being constantly pelted by thousands of icy golf balls. Yeah, that's something. No, thank you. That's no way to die. No. Um, luckily, all that was injured or damaged seemed to be a bunch of car windows and that golf course, uh, judging by that news report. If anyone out there experiences any kind of significant weather event, if they have an encounter with teenagers that seem out of control and otherworldly, or if they come across an animal that seems hell-bent on killing them, we want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And the best That's way right. to... And the best way to let us know is go to nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, share your story in a voice memo. And Jake, I'm talking directly to you. Keep Canada Weird is going to courier some ketchup chips all the way to Germany. But send me an email so I know where in Germany to send them. I'm nighttimepodcast at gmail.com. Now what? Yeah, great. Now what? Yeah, now what? I mean, we just wait for the chips to arrive, I guess. And, it, and then the voicemail to arrive back. Yeah, it's a bit of a complicated process. Um, what if we, we should set up a section in the website where you just register for ketchup chips. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have good. to go through the back and forth voicemails. You just register for the chips. We the chips send them get automatically delivered <laughs> uh, from Amazon. And yeah. uh, Well, I wonder what's going to happen. I've sent lots of packages international and they often say like, you know, what's in it? And I say it's a book or it's a video game. You know what I'm selling something? Let's say I wonder what's going to happen when I say it's chips. I have a feeling they're going to pull out a different form. They're like, oh, it's food. Like you have to fill this out and where's it going and fill out there this border thing. There could be some thing. red tape there. Yeah. You're, Should I just, right. I'm not saying it's chips. Well, you're publicly saying that you're going to lie Yeah, to, to get these chips there. Yeah. And I'm not scared of bad weather. Yeah. You're not scared. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, live your life then, man. Right. If you're not going to listen to reason. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, let's wrap this up, though. Anything else you want to say or do or get into or criticize? Uh, I think we've done enough criticizing today. I'll be criticizing myself later in the mirror as my per nightly ritual. So I got to save up for that. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. We got to consider if we're going to throw down the money and get Taylor Swift concert tickets. I'd like to do it. A lot of money, though. Maybe we can win them in some kind of radio contest. Yeah, and again, if we're gonna win, I still need my travel and stuff covered. I'm, I'm not, I'm not forking out that much money for Tay Tay, as wonderful as she is. Well said. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I keep Canada weird, but let us also call it to you for even greater support in this mission. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, please let us know. We'd like to hear about it and respond to it in an upcoming episode. As well, if you have any thoughts or opinions on any of the stories we've discussed tonight, we want to hear about that too. So if you got something to say, go to nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. 
Now, I'm going to wrap things up, but before I do, let me give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides the intro and outro voiceovers for Keep Canada Weird. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Adam, Nethead J, and Catherine, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and it funds the creation of the show. But more than that, it'll give you the episodes two days early, give them to you ad-free, and give you access to a full back catalog of nighttime episodes. If it sounds interesting to you, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And just a gentle reminder, annual premium feed subscribers get a free nighttime swag pack by mail. And if for whatever reason you don't want to go premium, you can still help the show out by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting all your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, if you want to get feedback on the show, or if you'd like to submit a question or comment for an upcoming episode, like I said, we invite you to go to nighttimepodcast.com contact. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, let me know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. 